Hey guys, it's Bella, and today's episode is going to be the story time that I have been waiting to do. Um, I wanted to record this intro first because the episode I did an interview and the whole FaceTime audio was like kind of messed up the whole time. You can't really hear like my audio, unfortunately, because I forgot to, I, I didn't realize you have to use a fucking microphone. So my audio is all messed up, so I'm just going to do a little intro and then kind of like the next part will be the interview. So yeah, so pretty much the story time I'm talking about today is my most crazy story, honestly, and it has to do with paranormal. So if you don't believe in that stuff, then whatever, I'm, I believe in a lot of stuff. I believe in a lot of things that exist in the world that a lot of people may not believe in, but whatever. So anyway, I'm going to tell like the gist of the story right now and then you'll hear the interview because I didn't really like the, again, the audio was messed up a lot of the time. So I'm just going to do a little bit now from the ages of like around seven, eight years old until I was like 18. I had this evil entity, if you want to call it that, um, pretty much stalking me, pretty much uh, like just 24-7 watching me. And as a kid, I was always terrified of being alone. I had a fear of being alone. I literally, I couldn't stand it because I knew that there was a guy watching me and I felt it was a man. And then I feel like that's why I grew up kind of like being scared of men because I had this dude like, you know, like just kind of following me. And I didn't know what it was, obviously, like, as a kid, like, you don't know what any of that stuff is. And when you tell your parents, they just think you're crazy. And they're like, okay, there's something wrong with you. Um, maybe you're just insane. Um, or they just think you have like a really crazy imagination. But as I got older, I still felt it and it felt even stronger and stronger constantly to the point where even when I was like at other people's houses, I would feel it staring at me. When I had boyfriends, I couldn't eat, like I just felt uncomfortable because I knew someone was watching me. And it was pushing everyone out of my life. It was giving off a negative energy to people so that they wouldn't want to be around me, so that they would leave my life. And people would come to my house and that would be the last time I ever hung out with them. Like, and it was weird and I wanted to know why. And I didn't know why, you know what I mean? And people would have really weird, creepy experiences at my house to the point where they were just really freaked out. People would act weird whenever they came over here and it was just really fucked up. And I didn't want that to be my life. So I didn't know what to do. And I told my mom, like, this is getting worse. And I know I suffer from mental health issues, but it was at the point where I was like, this is not a mental health issue. This is, in this is fucking weird. I don't know what this is, but it's an issue. So I told her, and lucky enough, her masseuse, which is Kristen, she's going to be on to talk about her experience um, in a few minutes, and her side of the whole, you know, kind of ghost thing. So anyway, thankfully, her masseuse was also a psychic, and I came in, and she immediately was like, yeah, there's there's something very negative attached to you, and it's to the, it's creepy. It's like a predatory kind of thing um and you don't want that like as a young girl you don't want a predatory figure following you around and that's why I kind of was always uncomfortable 
with myself like even getting dressed alone in my room like I was like no like somebody's watching me um I don't want to like I don't want to undress you know what I mean um so it was just very fucking creepy and weird and what I when I asked for help it was to the point where it was getting really bad and I talk about this too like in the separate little interview thing I did with Kristen but I'm just gonna talk about it the gist of it right now but yeah so again like I would see the shadow and I, I yeah, dark awful shadow everywhere and when you start seeing shit like that you're like okay I need to do something about this um and like I even said too again in the clip I'm going to show I'm going to you're going to hear soon I talk about how when it really got bad I woke up from a nightmare and I literally got up like in a fucking horror movie and let out this demon ass sounding screech I thought it was just a dream and then everyone in my house was like what was that like it was early in the morning they were like you know knocking on my door like what just happened and I was like I don't even know I don't even have an explanation and that's when my parents were like, okay, we need to get you help. Um, so this thing was taunting me for years. And, you know, as you would know from my episode of my high school experience, I spent years and years and years and years of my life getting bullied and tormented in school. And everyone fucking hated me. So I was dealing with all that negativity and the negativity of the creep that was just in my life you know, and he was just an invisible, whatever, like, whatever, like the evil spirit. And with that, like all that negativity was just built up, destroying me, like destroying my mental health, destroying my motivation, like, and I never really got the chance to kind of think like, oh, like, what do I do? Or like, do I want to go to college? Like, do I want to do this? Because my mind was so filled with just like, all the negative shit and crazy shit that was happening in my life that like, I didn't know what to do. You know what I mean? And when, you know, I was dealing with this since I was a kid and I didn't have an explanation. I just thought like, you know, everyone says, oh, you're just a kid. You're immature. That's why you're like this. And then as a teenager, you still deal with it. And that's when it's like, okay, what the hell is going on? And I would have like the most fucked up, like creepiest dreams, nightmares. Um, I would experience really weird things in the house. Like, it's just really, really weird shit all the time. And it was to the point where I was like, fuck this. Like, I'm not dealing with this anymore. And that's when I called for help. And, you know, thankfully, I found someone who actually knows what they're doing. Um, because uh, there's a lot of psychics who don't really know what they're doing. And you don't want to make the problem worse. Um, right now, thankfully, it's gone. I still obviously... Can, I deal with ghosts all the time, but it's like, whatever, you know, I just tell them, like, go away, like, leave me the fuck alone, so, you know, I see, I can sense when there's, like, a ghost in the room, I can, like, not physically see it, but I can, like, see it mentally, if that makes sense, but yeah, so, again, that literally destroyed my life for years, I was alone, I was attracting only negative people, I was only attracting negative experiences because of this thing, and he wanted me all to himself, and that's the creepiest thing is when she told me like, yeah, like he wants you all to yourself himself. Like that is fucked up. Like this creepy ass fucking like, you know, entity wants this young girl all to himself. Like that's just so creepy to me. And I feel like that's again, like I said, why I have this fear of men now because it was just so haunting and creepy. And I was dealing with so much at the time and having that on top of it, it's just like, it drains you like I'm still 
kind of like trying to be like, okay, like <laughs> I need to like recover from all of this. But yeah, so that's just the gist of it for this eight minute little intro. Um, all right, so here you go. Here's the rest of the episode. I've talked about paranormal stuff and things that I've experienced for years, like in past episodes. I it all started honestly when I was younger and there was something that was just kind of like in my life and I didn't know what it was I I just it was just very like it was a scary feeling and it just felt like someone was watching me all the time and my family just kind of thought like oh you're young like it's just your imagination because I did always have an imagination and obsession with ghosts and stuff like that so you know, everyone assumed that it was just me and whatever, but as I got older, it never went away, and, you know, as a kid, I was scared to be alone all the time, and my family just saw again, like, she's just immature, because I felt kind of like a man staring at me everywhere I went, in my room, everywhere, and every time I would leave the house, even to hang out with friends, I would feel so sick to the point where I was just on the verge of throwing up and I just wanted to stay home because I thought home is the only place I'm not sick and throughout the years it just got worse and worse and then I started experiencing more things and seeing things and shadows and feeling someone just standing there and watching my every move and even when I was you know uh, dating I would feel somebody in the room staring at me every time I was with somebody and it was just like haunting so I thought I, I kept telling my mom like there's something there I don't know what it is but I need help and surely enough uh her masseuse was also a psychic <laughs> and uh she was like you know what maybe she's the only one who can help you because it's not like we can go to anybody to ask about oh yeah someone's watching her no one's actually there but so I went to her and she's here right now. So I'm going to start off with pretty much like her side. She's going to talk about her experience um, when I first kind of came into the room and how she figured out what it was. And then I want to talk about again, like how it got worse and then how we had to fix it because it's just insanity. But um, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, so it was it was heavy duty. Oh, it yeah. was heavy duty, without a doubt. So this is Kristen, and she's here. So she's going to tell her side of how she figured out what the hell was going on. What's going on, yeah. Um, so I actually, um, I'm going to jump in and just really quickly say um, just a few things. I was taking notes while you were talking, Bella, because I think it's really interesting that people understand a few things. Like what you went through when you were younger, it's actually fairly common. Um, especially for natural born empaths, which is what you are. And it's really interesting because you were literally born into a family of yeah. natural born empaths. So it's like you and your family, when you get all of that energy together, you become lightning rods, oh, which yeah. is why I think your experience was so intense because you didn't have any non-empaths sort of grounding you out. Yeah. Like everybody is just wide open. Yeah. So all of this energy is coming in and it was just feeding off of one another. So my background, um, I do believe everyone is connected to spirit. 
uh, I do believe empath or non-empath. I believe we're all psychic. You know, yeah. we're all human beings. We're part of the animal kingdom. So we have a natural intuitive sense. And I say when we are present in and in the moment, even non-empaths, and an empath is someone who is able to pick up and connect to someone else's energy, to read their emotions, to feel whether or not they're sad. And when you become very good at what you can you do, you can almost pick up their thoughts and their patterns. So that's an evolved empath. And that can lead to burnout. That's a whole different topic. But everyone has the ability to know when someone walks up behind them. Yeah. It, it's part of the animal kingdom. Like we just have these spidey senses. Um, yours are dialed up really, really high. And right around the age of seven, all children are just wide open. Around the age of seven is when the age of reason sort of clicks in. And that's when our brain sort of takes over. And for some people, this is when the non-empaths, the, the shutters come down and they exist firmly in the solid world and they're the skeptics and it doesn't happen and they can poo-poo it, chew it away, and it's just your imagination. And people, and adults have a difficult time when they don't understand something, they tend to shut it down. Yeah. So even though you come from a long line of psychics, it's, I'm 52. So we didn't grow up in the age of Google and instant information and all of this is so commonplace now, but back in the day, like when I was coming up, I had to walk to the local library and the new age section had like four books in it yeah. and it was a major library. Like there was no information out there about any of this. So it took us a long time to figure out the stuff that you guys are getting earlier. And, and understanding that there are spiritual attachments out there. Um, you know, when you came in, so I, I have been able to see, hear, and experience spirits since my first distinct recollections, very similar to yours. I was eight. Yeah. I was and the house, it. yeah, the house that I lived in was highly, highly active. My father did a lot of business in Haiti and he was always bringing back trinkets and whatnot. And I realize now there were two things in particular. There were two dolls that he brought back that I, they were literally, my sister and I were afraid of them. So we kept them in the basement and we kept them in the basement underneath my room. And I would wake up in the middle of the night and I would see figures standing at the end of my bed and it scared the bejesus out of me. So that was my awakening. And it was very similar. It's having those spirits attached to me. That's always me. bringing in objects that are old. And I'm like, man, just stop. <laughs> 100%. And when you have an attachment, it's, it's, it's very scary. It's very oh, yeah. scary. And I want to throw this piece in also. Empaths are born through traumatic experiences. So when there's a lot going on, and I think it's really important for younger listeners in particular to understand this, that empathy is actually a mechanism. And they've done a ton of studies on this. When you've got to be very careful and you sort of walk on eggshells, like in your environment. So whether it's traumatic experience at school or at home, you've learned how to read your environment. Yeah. So you're fine tuning your skills. So you're actually turning the volume up on your natural born ability to read others. But when you first walked into my office and your, your mother was concerned and your mother and I give her a lot of credit, checked off all of the, the reasonable 
you know, things because the first thing you want to do when you have an experience like that. So you were feeling as though you were being watched. You were feeling as though there was someone there. Yeah. You were having, you know, those disturbing dreams and those nightmares. Oh, yeah. um, you want to make sure that there's not a mental health component to it, you know, and making sure that the anxiety isn't overrunning and that it's not paranoia. And I give your mom a lot of credit. Like you guys did all of that work yeah. and, and that was addressed. So we knew there was another component to it. And when you walked in my room, and I believe the first time I met you, we did some Reiki. You yeah. were in high school and we did some Reiki. And the minute I circled your energy, and at this point, Reiki Master had been studying this for years, automatically I picked up that you had an energy attached to you. Yeah. And it was very masculine and oh. it was very low energy. So I perceive it almost like a radio frequency. And your energy is naturally higher. You're very artistic. You're very, uh, like I said, very sensitive, very compassionate, very in tune, uh, you know, love animals. Like you're, you could just tell that about you. Yeah. So you very much exist on a higher frequency. This one was lower. Oh, yeah. And I didn't like him because I it could literally, <laughs> no, no, no. I could feel him in the room and he was behind you and he was stirring up all of the negativity so he was in your energy literally like a battery plugged into you and i call it stirring the pot so in order for him to stay strong he had to get into your energy muck around and draw your energy down yeah. because the worse you felt the stronger he was you know so we did well, some energy awful because i was still in high school so it was just he was he was eating good, absolutely you know? and on the best of days when you're super grounded high school sucks oh yeah you know it's just it is just a cesspool anyone who says they loved high school lies i don't <laughs> honestly I period mean, either that or they're the people who peak early I, and i just that's it <laughs> like it just never it's bad. never going to get any better for them high but, school is difficult period especially for empaths it's just it's an unnatural environment. It's kind of like a, yeah. a zoo for humans. They just keep it caged up for four years. Anyway, um, you know, so he was just, he was feeding that. He was feeding that. And and the thing that disturbed me about him was the energy that came off of him. And I'm not being dramatic because I do remember this SOB. Uh, it's that he chose you. Yeah. And it was of all of the people, he chose you and he chose you at a young age and there was a reason why so he had a very predatory aspect to it oh yeah and I, I could feel it too I mean I grew up always feeling uncomfortable like mm -hmm. getting dressed or just kind of like with myself yeah and I never knew why like I was just very uncomfortable like even just showering a little I just I hated being alone and like mm -hmm. you know, being vulnerable and it was because I just felt like there was a man there all the time yeah. and I just thought I was insane but no and the thing is you weren't <laughs> you absolutely weren't so I, I know you know we had some sessions and you know tried to break that connection but it was very strong oh yeah and typically when you have a, a normal attachment I'll just I'll say this for your listeners we exchange energy all of the time so especially if you work in a healthcare setting, if you work in jail, um, if you work anywhere where you touch people. So I'm a massage therapist by trade. So I touch someone, they have something attached to them and 
whatever is attached to them, that entity, and that's what I call them, discarnate spirit, decides that it likes my entity, my energy, it'll jump on me. And I can feel it the moment it happens. So I've learned enough that I can clear it, send it along, send it on its way. My guides help move it to a higher level of existence because sometimes it's just stuck. Yeah. Yours was so ingrained that oh, yeah. I could not get it to detach. In there for a while. Yes. And it was... It was at the point where your safe place in your home was no longer safe for you. Oh, no, it wasn't. And I you remember the one thing that got me to really get help was I woke up one morning from a nightmare and I literally, like, went up, like, in a horror movie or something, and the noise that came out of me was this weird screech, like mm -hmm. a demon screech, and my parents literally, I thought it was just me who heard it, Everyone in the house was like, what the hell was that? Like, they literally, like, were knocking on my door, like, what happened? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know yes. what came out of me, but I need help because this is getting weird. And that's where your mom called and said, what do we do? Yeah. And that's when I came in and we had to do a higher level house clearing. And it is a full ceremony um, where it is cleaning the environment and it's really interesting because i remember having a conversation with your mom and your dad because interestingly enough you guys live by running water oh yeah yeah it was, it's and like it it was this it was this like perfect bermuda triangle of you have a house full of empaths oh yeah you have a disincarnate spirit who has decided that you are his person yeah. and then you have running water which in running water charges and it's like a conduit for energy and spiritual energy yeah. so it was just this it is like it, it it was amazing oh yeah so we had to do this full house clearing which really was kind of intense i actually brought a friend with me where we you know saged and cleared the entire house and when you do a house clearing you've got to do more than sage so I have a special blend that I use um, that has frankincense, myrrh, holy water, plus sage, like going through clearing. We opened the windows. We went through every room. There are special prayers that are said. Um, we got rid of all of it. And then there is, and I sat in your room, and I remember this by myself, um, sat in your room we had to take care of the hallway we had to move some mirrors like from your yeah. brother's room and whatnot because it was amplifying the energy right outside it's your room before like thing yeah, yeah it was just like oh my god um and then did this really intense spiritual cleansing where we basically had to rip them out and it was spirit guides yeah. and helpers on the other side and that man did not want to go no he put up a fight and interestingly enough after that session i was sick for three days yeah i remember you said that. i was like damn that must have been a really bad experience i had i i was sick like he he put up one hell of a fight so it's not an exorcism because you were not possessed yeah so it's not that level but he was so attached to you and he had been there for so long you think of like tree roots like he had found his way in and yeah. he was just so ingrained and almost like a part of your energetic system yeah which i don't want that a part of my uh, energy because mm -hmm. and i would even notice i mean all those years that 
I always thought maybe it was just me, but I would have friends and then they would just kind of like disappear from me as soon as I kind of got to my house. And every time I had someone over my house, it was like something weird. I remember I had a sleepover once and a lot of weird paranormal shit happened and they literally were like, I'm never coming here again. They ended up turning against me. Mm-hmm. And then even, you know, a guy, he was acting really weird, staring at the wall for no reason i was like what's going on and then he broke up with me like yes it's just it was just so so he did yeah that spirit did whatever he could to isolate you yeah because to be fair you have a perfectly lovely house it's not like there's anything like weird about it thing there's nothing odd about it so he did he did his best to repel yeah and even trying to drive wedges between you you know and your family causing you know, rifts and, you know, friction and trying to keep you, to keep you all apart. Because at the end of the day, he wanted you all to himself. Yeah. And that was very, very obvious. Now, this was a spirit who, as I was doing that clearing, um, had significant addiction issues Yeah. when he was alive. So this was someone who was mentally ill while he was alive. When he transitioned over um he did not make the transition easily so he literally was stuck yeah in the in-between he was a lower level energy it's called the disincarnate spirit you were just the object literally of his dysfunctional affection and attention so how did you feel after the the house cleansing i felt like a weight was lifted off my shoulder like Mm -hmm. i I didn't see the shadow in the corner of my room anymore i you know i didn't see the shadow in the hallway because you know talking more about what i would always see was just the shadow and he was just always in the corner he was always staring at me and it was like through the years i could see the shadow more yeah you know it was just kind of like and i can still feel like at work my my work is haunted so and everyone knows it too it's like a thing everyone has had an experience with the ghost but I can like feel when it's just standing there staring at me when I'm closing and I'm just Mm -hmm. like so I felt that then I would start seeing the shadows and you know I kind of stopped seeing it I stopped feeling like someone was watching me it was the greatest feeling because I sucks (laughs) when you you know feel (laughs) a man feel you know watching you all the time and you know that's also why I feel like I always had like this fear of like men because Mm -hmm. it was just like a very masculine energy I would feel just kind of like watching me in a creepy way and it was just like you know not a comfortable thing when you're he was he was absolutely predatory oh yeah you know it's one thing when you have like a little old man you know for the listeners when you have an attachment, it's not always a bad thing. And by the way, family members don't attach. Oh, Loved really? ones don't attach. So when you feel as though you've got something looking over your shoulder, when it makes you feel uneasy, when you've got discomfort in your back, or yeah. you feel cold spots in your back, that's an attachment. That's when you need to you know, clear your space, clear yourself, ground yourself. Um, yours, Bella, was an extreme example. Like you had an attachment on steroids, yeah, basically. But the normal person, um, everyone is in control and has full possession of their energy. 
So it is sometimes as simple as saying, you do not belong in my energy and pushing them out. It's genetic. That's the thing. Like psychic, psychic gifts are absolutely genetic. So I tell people like, if you have a grandmother that was a seer or an aunt who just knew things, chances are you do also. So I know a lot of people will shut it down out of fear. Yeah. Because what we, if you can't see it, smell it, touch it, if it's not five cents available, it can be very, very scary. It's the stuff that goes bump in the night, like your guy in the closet. That, oh yeah, that is terrifying. Oh, yeah. And even the ones that we love can scare us until we learn how to gauge and learn how to trust. Like, does this feel scary? It feels like my grandmother. Okay. Yeah. I when I actually thought about it, I was like, this is why I was in fear of being alone or you know, yeah. in my room and I spent, you know, all my teenage years kind of getting in arguments with family and being mm-hmm. in my room alone. So he was just having a full course meal with my negative energy because I'm coming home and, you know. So you say that, but it also feeds your anxiety because yeah. a lot of psychics, a lot of psychics suffer from anxiety. So when you think of your brain as a nervous system, okay, and it is your brain and then you've got the peripheral nervous system. When you're picking up energy, that is not, you, your brain cannot categorize it as something I hear, I see, I touch. It's yeah. something I feel. They've got to slap a label on it. So we're very quick to say, oh, it's anxiety. When in fact, what you're doing is picking up energy. You have that ne- negative energy coming at you. What does it do? It agitates you. Yeah. Especially, you know, when I spent all of high school, just like the people who would just kind of torture me every day that negative energy was just like yeah you know connecting to me and attaching to me and it it was just and and curious enough there is something to be said for like attracts like which is all part of like the law of attraction also so when you have this negative energy attached to you who's going to be attracted to you negative people exactly people who vibrate on that energy so he actually was drawing a yeah. lot of that negativity towards That's you. That's why I feel like all the guys I've experienced were bad people. And mm-hmm. a lot of the friends I've had mainly were just negative, bad people that ended up turning against me. It was just all negativity coming into my life. And 30 years ago, I, I got a reading. And this is back when things were still like emerging for me. And information was just coming out. So I was in my young 20s. I was in New York City. And I was getting... Um, I was getting my cards pulled down in the village of all places, literally this tiny little hole in the wall. And it was like $10 for 10 minutes, which back then was a lot of money. She laughed at me when she put the cards down. And until then I knew I was like intuitive and I knew that I had seen spirit, but I had shut it down because it was so frightening for me Yeah, because I always got the negative aspects of it. Like I never got the happy ones. I always got like the creepy like demon devil ones. I'm like, Oh, I don't need that. Um, but she laughingly told me, she's like, your life will never be easy. Oh, wow. True psychics. She (laughs) said, true psychics always have a difficult time in life and in love. Oh yeah. That's, that makes sense. (laughs) And it's because you see people for who they are. Yeah. You hear the conversations that are not being said and because you can read people and people don't like that. Oh Yeah. I because feel like now I have a better way of reading people because now I kind of see more. Mm-hmm. I feel like that thing was just kind of like closing my mind and just kind of like, no, let's go to the negative people. Like, 
and now I kind of see people more if that makes any sense and yes. I kind of read them more I think as you get as you get older it's easier to set some boundaries even yeah. energetic boundaries yeah you know it's it's easier to step into your power especially as a female as you get older and say oh, no that doesn't feel right oh yeah no. as a teenager I was just kind of like vulnerable and you know kind of like yeah. manipulate and now I feel like I'm completely opposite now exactly you know and so this is where I say, and I tell my girls this all of the time, it's you're going to give yourself time to grow into who you were born to be. Yeah. And then the right people actually do find you. It's lonely for a while. Oh, yeah. Because it's like, oh, God, like. <laughs> Definitely, like, after that, it's like I'm a lot more cautious and stuff. Yes. Even as a kid, like, I was obsessed with ghost hunting. Like, I would, like, force oh. my sister to ghost hunting with me, like. We'd go into woods sometimes that people would tell us, like, don't go in there, like, you know, mm -hmm. spirits. So at some point they were going to look for you because it's kind of like if you're looking for them, you're going to find them. And yes. Yeah. And that's I'm always like when people are like, oh, and blah, blah, blah. And I want to do EVPs. And I'm like, you are opening doors that you may not be oh, able yeah. to shut. Like, don't you dare. It sounds it's like, no, like, yeah, <laughs> no, I try to be more careful. And, now, yeah. yours, yours was definitely a trial by fire. Like okay. it was worst case scenario very early on. Yeah. Like short of having a demon running after you. And yes, I do believe in demons. Oh, yeah. I mean, literally short of having a demon in your house. And quite frankly, I was half expecting to see that, which yeah. is why I brought a friend with me to like keep the family busy while oh, I'm yeah. doing this just in case, just in case. I wouldn't doubt it if there was a demon. <laughs> I was praying to God because I did talk to your mother about that. Like you might need to bring a priest in. Like it might yeah. be that bad. It might but be thank that. God. Thank God I it wasn't. But it was you, you definitely you went from zero to sixty. Like it wasn't just a little Oh yeah. And you yeah. could tell, like I mean I could tell when it was just like it started coming into my life and I was just living in just fear because I just had this thing like attached to me everywhere I went. And it was just pushing everyone out of my life. And you sucked. basically, you had a stalker that you couldn't see. Yeah. And that's like, that's just, it, it, you were terrorized for yeah. what, 10, 10, 11 years? Yeah, 10, 11 years. It was just like, constant. you were terrorized. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, I mean, when it started to get worse, my family started experiencing stuff in the house. Is that is how far he had gotten his roots into you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He had become a part of like your psyche and your thought process and yeah. your energetic field. So this is, this is serious business. And you really, you conquered that though. You moved through it. I don't know how. There's a lot of things in my life that happens. I'm like, man, I don't know how I got through that. But okay. You know, most of us are white knuckling it and we're figuring it out as we go. But, the, but that's the beauty of it all. It's everything's a learning experience. Oh yeah. And yeah. it's an opportunity. Yeah. And now I try to, like, if I feel something, I just kind of tell it to go away. Like, leave me alone. Don't, I don't want you attached to me. Go, like, mm -hmm. yeah. Cause I, I mean, I always still kind of, like, see things here and there that come in. Oh, yeah. You know, and stuff like that, because my house well, is. I was going to say, you've got the water. You've got the empaths. Everyone's oh, psychic. My dad, and, he's the one who keeps catching stuff, too. He's. He's just like a magnet for those things. So. Honestly, I think when he walks in, you just have to like douse him with holy water yeah. and walk away. Like, don't even bother with, don't even bother with sage and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. 
Oh, so for your listeners, I do want to say this also. Um, be careful with sage. So sage is good for opening and lighting, like um, opening a house up, like lightening the energy, like taking it. It's a little heavy, lightening it up. That, that's fine. When you have an infestation like you did, or when something is heavy and attached, sage can actually make it worse, which is why when I came in, and I love spray with you, it has holy water, but it also has frankincense. So frankincense, rosemary, um, lemongrass, and copal, C-O-P-A-L. So even just incense sticks, just for your listeners, um, those are great for banishing spirit. And when I say banishing, I mean forcing it out. Oh, yeah. um, it is, there's a reason why it is used systematically throughout all different religions. You can go to a Hindu temple, they're burning frankincense. Yeah. You know, you go to Roman Catholic Church, frankincense. Any of the Episcopalian churches, you know, frankincense, all different it's religions. Like, it sounds like a church. <laughs> yeah, it does. It, it, and it will. We all know our thought process. Yeah. So if you have a thought and it doesn't feel like it's coming from you, chances are it's not. Yeah. Or if you think to yourself, God, where did that come from? Or I was in a good mood two seconds ago. And now I'm not like, what, what the heck is that? Oh yeah, and, I got that a lot <laughs> Yeah. And females, you know, you track your cycles on your phone and whatnot. So most women know kind of sort of when PMS is coming and what it feels like. So we know like an estrogen drop and blah, blah, blah. So you know that, but when it's out of the blue, oh, yeah. when you're just like walking through the store and all of a sudden you feel this intense rage that's not you. Yeah. If there's no precipitating incident and it's just out of the blue, you're picking something up. It's yeah. important, but no, you, um, yeah, yeah. You had a humdinger of an experience. Oh yeah. And you survived it. It didn't pull you under it. And the oh, fact yeah. that it didn't, I'll be honest with you. The fact that you didn't end up in Butler because of it. <laughs> and oh, I, I, I'm not being, yeah. And oh. I'm not being facetious. The fact that that didn't happen is magnificent. And yeah. it's also a testament to your strength. Oh, yeah. Because that. There's been so many times my parents were like, all right, we got to send you somewhere. Because <laughs> well, I was just like, no, no. Like, I, you know, I just always tried to call it. Was, it was something bigger than that. Oh, yeah. And it, it was so strong. It's just so hard to talk to about, you know, when that thing is happening to you and your family is not very, doesn't really. Now they believe in this stuff, of course. But before, it's like, you know, you're like, hey, there's a man in my room watching me. And they're like, what? Like, there's nobody there. And it's mm -hmm. like, no, 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 but I feel him. And they're like, okay, you're insane. Um, yeah. So, you know, I'm just glad I got through it. And, of course, thankfully you helped me because if you weren't there, I don't, I don't think I would have even gotten through it at all because I would have no idea. Like, even when I do research, there's not really much. Like, when you look that stuff up. So it was just like... And people automatically go to, you're crazy. Yeah. Or yeah. like you're mentally ill or there's or schizophrenia or, yeah. So, you know, and I'm, and I'm not saying like, don't have that stuff checked out always. Oh yeah. Always have that stuff checked out, but there's a very real component and another dimension out there that does oh, exist. Yeah. Oh yeah. I believe and, all that. I mean, I, there's no way it's only humans that exist you know, humans and animals, there's so much more in the universe. Absolutely. Something to be, you absolutely, I say question everything, be open to anything, question everything. Oh yeah. So you don't want to assume that any one person has all of the answers or that, you know, someone like me can, you know, X, Y, and Z and it's okay. And it's, it's important to find your own answers and to research and 
if like your listeners having an experience like this, like seek out medical advice and make sure that you're dotting the I's and that you're crossing the T's mental health wise. But also understand that if you are empathetic and that if you find that you are a natural born, you know, caregiver and that you're very plugged into emotions and that you are in tune to the environment around you and that, you know, children tend to love you and animals tend to gravitate towards you, that your antenna will pick up on things that are vibrating at a higher level that other people don't. So you, yeah. you most likely are picking up on stuff that's not there. Oh, so, yeah. you know, self-care is important. Yeah, definitely. But yeah. Yeah. So I just, and not, not everything out there is bad. And I'm going to say that also. Yeah, no, definitely not. Not, not everything out there is yeah, bad. Not everything. It's just my experience. I got the worst. Of the you worst. just got the celebrity stalker oh, right yeah. off the bat. Oh, yeah. But yeah, so um, I really just want to tell the story because I thought it was just a lot. and I feel It was like intense. Was, oh, it yeah. Intense. And I never have story times ever because nothing happens in my life. But, um, you know. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. You've got a lot of life left to live. But, you know, I already did a whole episode on the high school experience when people loved it. And they're like, you know, we want more. So, you guys, I got this story. And you might think I'm crazy, but it happens. And I can guarantee you're not. Yeah. I can guarantee yeah. you are I not. I was feeling that for all yeah. those years and then being told, like, yeah, there's somebody literally following you right there in the room. He's behind mm-hmm. you. It's like, okay. Um, and I thought that's probably the, you know, the best story time I could get. This, <laughs> this. Yeah. And, I, and I'm going to say this. So not at the risk of sounding overly dramatic, because I had known you for like, oh, goodness, I think when I first met you, you were 15 or 16. Yeah, and I think you were because it was before COVID, so you were like, I think just around eighteen. We were just coming up to you. We got recruited when it was like twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen, okay. There was a point, and I had a conversation with your mom that it was at the point that this entity was tormenting you so much, and there was so much anguish around it. I was actually worried that you would hurt yourself. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I it, it got to that point and it was like, something must be done. And my anger sort of fueled the, Oh no, we're kicking the bastard out. Like this yeah. is oh, the, yeah. the mother I, instinct jumped in all throughout my teenage it was awful. kid, you know? So it's like, that's, I guess, you know, when you have mental health issues and that on top of it, it's just kind of like, yeah. So I think, you know, just, just to let the readers know that it was at that point, it wasn't just like a spooky little, oh, I said, Mary, 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 or bloody Mary three times in the mirror or something like whatever <laughs> nonsense my kids try. And I'm like, don't do that in my house. Oh, yeah, stay away from Ouija boards. Yeah. But the level of despair and anguish and what he was doing was at that level because he was in your dreams that night. Oh, yeah. And it was, there was no getting away from his energy. There was no relief oh, yeah, at no. all. So it was constant. So this can be serious business. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's why sometimes you need to find someone to help. And thankfully, I found someone to help me. Because yes. I did. And, and I, I will say this. So for the listeners out there, so if there are people that are listening in different areas and you find yourself in this situation, I will always say, find a shaman. Okay, psychics are a dime a dozen, tarot readers are a dime a dozen. Someone who doesn't know what they're doing will always make it worse. 
Yeah. Okay. And there are a lot of quacks who do what I do. And I hate to say it like that, but there are a lot of charlatans and a lot of quacks. Find a shaman. Just in case anyone. God forbid. God forbid. I I know. God, please. (laughs) I would never wish that on anybody, but I would. No. No. All right. That is awesome. pretty much the story. Um, I think I got to everything. I mean, well, there's obviously more, but I, I can't get into every single thing that would happen. I mean, it was just years of experiences and experiences going on and on and on in my house and everywhere I went. And you, you were know. you were stalked. Oh yeah, and that, and that's that's literally what it was. Yeah, and it was also it was just taking over my house to the point every time I would have friends come over, that would be their last time ever coming over. They would leave my yeah. life like a few days That's later. Awful. Don't know why. But yeah, so I think it's been long enough <laughs> for this episode. Probably my longest episode, but oh, okay. the story. But uh yeah, so thanks for listening guys and thank you, Kristen, for being here as You're my welcome. guest and telling your side of the story of what happened and how crazy it was um so yeah thanks for listening guys and goodbye